We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome into today's episode of KCSN Update. Super stoked to be joined by FanDuel TV's Matt Hamilton on today's episode. Uh, obviously, got to give a shout out to uh, our our friends at DraftKings. Use that promo code KCSN if you want all the best promos going on. Matt, you were out there, boots on the ground in Arizona. You got to watch the Super Bowl firsthand. First off, how was your experience in Arizona? How are you doing uh, just the week after? You know, because now it feels like there's a Super Bowl hangover. Oh, there definitely is. It was uh, it was a wild week out there. If anybody watched our show up in Adams, you saw the the pure chaos. We had, I think, it, was, it ended up being twenty three guests that we had on the show over the course of of those five days. Uh, there was a lot of tequila. I think we, we went through five bottles of tequila on set, and we were on at nine a.m. local time. Um, had a full bar bartender. There was beer pong going on. It was just, it was absolute chaos, but it was such a blast. And uh, obviously the way it finished as well uh, with the Chiefs taking home the Lombardi, getting to witness that in person was pretty special. So it was, it was an unbelievable week. It really was. You were shooting BJ Kissel and I text messages from the game um, about you. I think you sent us a text message of they put the stat on the scoreboard 26 and one with teams leading by at halftime by more than 10 points. Um, and that, and at that point, I'm curious, Matt. At that point, did you have a sneaking suspicion that I think it's going to be 26 and two this year? Yeah, th- there's a reason why I took. Th- as soon as I saw it up on the scoreboard, I'm not kidding. The reason I took the picture was I need to remember this for when the Chiefs come back, so we can talk about it on the air tomorrow and use that in our uh, in our open. Because yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the the stats that the Chiefs and Mahomes are able to defy. What was it? Nine straight MVPs have that played mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl had lost. Uh, even the coin toss thing, it was eight straight mm-hmm. coin toss winners had lost. Just every single thing, every single stat, every single historical nugget that they wanted to throw out was telling you they were going to lose that game. And uh, Just one more thing for Patrick to defy. And it seems like I've had this conversation with some Chiefs fans as well that like curses don't apply to Patrick Mahomes because I think uh, one of the big ones was like the Madden curse, right? Like yeah. he was on the Madden cover 
early. I think he was on Madden 19. He was on Madden 20 as well with Tom Brady, obviously. But he was back-to-back Madden covers. And the Madden curse was a thing before that. And now it feels like we don't talk about the Madden curse at all. And that it's it's wild what he's been able to do. Yeah, it's it's true. He's broken pretty much every curse, pretty much every defied every odd. It's it, it, the, he's like inventing things at this point. I mean, they, you throw the ankle into the mix too. It's just uh, it, he has to increase the degree of difficulty. It's like he was winning on all pro and he had to up it to all mat. Like it's just he's got to find a new one after that. Start right with the the AI sliders and make it even harder on himself. Uh, you go all Madden and turn the AI sliders up to 100, so you, so they they have to do everything. But yeah, no, it's been a it's been a great week in Kansas City. Uh, just talking about this game, not only this game, but then the parade celebration as well on uh, on Wednesday. Got to experience a little bit of that. It was a great time. Uh, shout out uh, to you guys at Up and Adams uh, for having me on the show. Really enjoyed it. It was good good to get out there and and kind of what I liked about it is I got to show off Kansas City a little bit, and I got to show like the love that like Chiefs Kingdom has for. The, Everyone knows that people love the Chiefs, right, in Kansas City. But just, like, to show off, and, like, what is it? I was at, it was, like, 10 in the morning. The parade didn't start for two more hours. And you you saw people, like, piling up behind me. It was it was insane. It was a great scene. Oh, yeah, that was special. And and, and we appreciate you joining us because being able to show that, like, live on the ground, like, being able to see that and, and give some perspective into that it was really cool for us. And also giving people some perspective into into the, the real Tucker. Um, getting to peel back some of those layers and, uh, you know, a few beers deep and yeah. having you on live television. That was that was an experience, and uh, it was a big hit yesterday. And, well, you know, uh, I, I did enjoy it. I did, again, I do appreciate uh, getting to have that opportunity. It was it was fun to go on there and talk something besides sports, right? Because uh, I think sometimes you get caught in that, that sports stuff. But it's fun to celebrate. And, and Matt, I want to know, you were there on the scene Biggest question I have for you, was the Rihanna halftime show as cool or cooler than it was on TV? It was so cool in that stadium. I got to be honest. It was, I saw there were some negative reactions on online to it, which I was really surprised by because it was such a spectacle. And, um, you know, my seats were my seats were a little bit up there, but um, but it was cool. It gives you like that that macro perspective, everything with all those those stages moving around and the mm-hmm. fireworks going off up top and. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty incredible. I didn't realize the whole pregnancy reveal thing until, until afterwards. Um, because I was so, so high, I couldn't tell. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but it was, uh, it was, it was pretty special. It was, uh, everybody in the, uh, in the stadium, I think felt the same way. It was, uh, yeah, that was, that was my fifth Super Bowl that I've been lucky enough to go to. And I think that was, uh, that was probably the most enjoyable halftime show of all of them. Wow, yeah, I was I I was talking about this on our outside the trenches show. I went through kind of like a rabbit hole because the NFL has all those like in a playlist of like Super Bowl halftime shows you can watch, and that was pretty good. It stands up there uh, with the best of them. I thought the weekends was really good. Just the production of it and everything uh, was a very good one, and and I think that you know I think it also adds to the fact that Rihanna hadn't performed anywhere and done anything live performance in in a while. I think that does add to it. But let's talk about this game. Um, I could talk about this halftime show for the entire uh, for the entire duration because I'm a big Rihanna fan. Uh, three biggest takeaways, Matt. I want to get your first takeaway here from this game. There's a lot, a lot has happened in this game, and the more I rewatch it, the more things that I find. I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot that that happened. But uh, what, what's your first kind of big takeaway from this game? I mean, the biggest thing, and that was the advantage of being. See, I don't mind sitting up in in the nosebleeds a little bit games because I get I get that all twenty two view, and you know, I'm I'm a complete tape nerd, and I and 
So to get that live kind of all 22 view was was honestly special for me. I, I enjoyed it because I'm I'm watching the chess match unfold and uh, just the way. And I mean, it's not like this is new information because Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have thrived off of this for years, but just the way that they were able to create so much confusion in that Eagle secondary and what's been a one of the, one of the best secondaries in the entire league all year long and and the use of motion and misdirection to just completely befuddle the, those Eagles DBs and you saw it it just as the game went on it seemed to get more it seemed to create more and more confusion we saw it on the Kadarius Tony touchdown on the Sky Moore touchdown both of which we'll be breaking down with Matt Castle on the breakdown um, when, when we record that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, that it was just a masterclass in creating confusion for a defense. And it was it was really special to get to watch from that all 22 angle and really see it playing out in real time. It was it was cool. Seeing some of the breakdowns and how uh, how Andy Reid was able to identify what that secondary was doing with the jet motion of running plays to set it up because they knew that they had that play in their back pocket and they said okay if they're just going to bump and, and roll these safeties to cover this jet motion we can easily we can easily do this and we can easily score they scored on it twice uh, they ran the same play twice uh to, for a touchdown so that was incredibly impressive and obviously i think this super bowl really andy reed has has gotten his flowers um and i think a lot of people especially after the second half they're like okay uh, yeah, this dude is is one of the best of all time. Two Super Bowls now to his name. Uh, so happy for Big Red to get this recognition now, especially after so many years of having great football teams and not having a Super Bowl title to show for it. Um, it's been awesome to see him kind of get what he deserves. And as we're recording this podcast, Eric Bieniemy is interviewing for the for the job to be the Commanders. I believe he is. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse there uh, for that Commanders job. So. Best of luck to Eric Bannemi. Honestly, I th- I hope I really do hope that he goes out there, balls out, and turns uh, the Washington Commanders offense into a powerhouse so he can get a head coaching job because he's been deserving of a head coaching job. Um, he shouldn't have to. I mean, that's probably another conversation. He shouldn't have to go someplace else to prove what he uh, has to do. But um, I'm excited to see what, what the future holds. And listen, this is, the, this is the fun part. The Chiefs already have another offensive coordinator as their quarterback coach right now. Um, that's a great point. They're just going to elevate Matt Nagy, who was the offensive coordinator in Patrick Mahomes' rookie year, uh, and they're going to they're gonna do some more innovations there. And yeah, and no one's talking about Steve Spagnuolo either, like in terms of like coaching hires and everything. We just saw the Eagles get both of their coordinators poached. Yeah, and they're going to have to have to do that. And then it seems like the Niners keep getting coordinators poached and position coaches poached. Every one of these teams are changing coordinators, but the Chiefs just haven't. And I think that that's kind of the craziest thing of it all. Yeah, that's a great point, and uh, you know, it wasn't um, it wasn't the finest defensive performance from the Chiefs, but I I did like I I like Spags' game plan. Honestly, Jalen Hurts was just on another stratosphere in that game. That says I I've never seen him throw the football like that in his in his entire career. Um, so I think the game plan was accounting for oh maybe that shoulder's still bothering him a little bit. You know, he hasn't always been the sharpest thrower of the football when you really press his receivers and make him throw into tighter windows. So I thought it was a good game plan from that standpoint. It was just, you can't account for Hertz just, you know, elevating his game to yeah. another level. And it's, I, I think it really is. It was more credit to him and how phenomenal he was in that game than it was anything negative on Steve Spagnuolo or this defense. You saw at times those young TBs, it's, it is a tall order to ask them to have to, you know, 
press up and play aggressively on AJ Brown and uh, and Devontae Smith. It is asking a lot, but um, I really do. I think it was just the Eagles executing and and those players. Um, uh, you know, AJ, Devontae, Jalen, just just being absolutely phenomenal all game long. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network very impressed by Jalen Hurts and uh, I, I've been a Jalen Hurts fan from since his time at Alabama so I, I I think that he's he's a good quarterback and he always has been a good quarterback Patrick Mahomes had a high praise for him saying if there's any doubters there shouldn't be um, because 300 yards 300 yards in a passing yards that should be yeah. mentioned 300 passing yards in in that game with four total touchdowns impressive from Jalen Hurts yeah. And I'll, and I'll be honest, I was not always the biggest Jalen Hurts fan. Um, you know, early on at Alabama, I, I didn't think he was really up to par as a thrower. I didn't see yeah. him becoming an NFL quarterback. And it, it, you can tell how much work he has put into his game year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And you saw what he did when he went to Oklahoma as a passer, just doing things he had never done at Alabama. And then he gets to the NFL, and it's the same thing. He's just He's continued to work on his craft and improve year after year and even within each season as it's progressed it's just uh i can't i can't i can't say enough about uh his work ethic and and the player that he's become and obviously we see the leader that he is as well there i know this isn't an eagles thing sorry to derail this so much but it was just it was it was impressive and it and it is um you know part of this game the fact that and it makes it that much more impressive that patrick mahomes and nice offense was able to do what they did in that second half i think it goes back to this too the Chiefs didn't want to give the ball back to the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't want to because the way that Jalen Hurts was playing, the way that the Eagles had been moving the ball, if they give them enough time to run the ball a little bit too, if they give them enough time to to be able to comfortably run the football, and, and I don't can't remember. I think don't think they had any timeouts left at, by the time that the they would have had gotten the ball yeah. back. But 
that was that was a big factor in it, and I think the Chiefs were were cognizant of that, obviously, of, of not wanting to give the ball back to uh, to to Jalen. So let's talk about a, another one of your biggest takeaways, uh, Matt. I mean, outside of what, kind of what we already talked about, we kind of painted a broad brush with that with that first yeah. one. But uh, what, what's kind of your second big takeaway? The other thing, and you know, just been creating confusion, just the number of times like we saw Andy Reid go back. Obviously this is such an innovative offense and they yeah. do so they've been on the cutting edge and everybody's been try- trying to copy what they do um, with all those motions, misdirection, but then to come back and a couple of times we saw them reach back into like the 1950s, 1960s and run these archaic plays that maybe some old high school wing T offenses still run, but nobody runs at the NFL level anymore. And, and get some big play. They, they ran that like fullback trap with Jack McKinnon at fullback. They ran that other power sweep play. Um, and in crucial moments in this game, that ability to just reach back into history at the the balance of the old and the new. It's it, you know as uh, as somebody who just loves offensive football has has been an offensive coordinator at the high school and called plays and and you know uh, I just have so much appreciation for that because it's just, it's just absolute brilliance on display. And, and, and I, I can't talk about it enough. They do like to run that fullback trap a lot with obviously their fullback, Michael Burton, and they, they run it. Uh, sometimes they've got a counter off of it, uh, where it's a, it's a pitch to the outside. But when I saw Jarek McKinnon in at the fullback position, I was like, okay, they're not actually going to run the fullback trap. And then they did. And I was like, Oh, all right. That's kind of pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, not known as like a, a bruiser type running back like a fullback would be. Uh, but, you know, I, I was very, I, I liked it a lot. And, the, and like you mentioned, the, I think it was like a toss or something like that where Isaiah Pacheco took the ball on the outside and yes. had had one guy to beat. And I mean, I think it was CJ Gardner Johnson had a great tackle uh, in the open field. Uh, but uh, they, the, 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 they had a wide open lane for Isaiah Pacheco to run through. And like you're talking about, like these are plays that they've been running since the beginning of football. And that, yeah. that Andy Reid has been able to just be like, all right, we're just going to do this in the year 2023. And uh, when the when passing the football reigns supreme over everything in the NFL and you have the best quarterback in the league, now nah, we're going to go back to these 1950 run plays and that's yeah. how we're going to have our success. It really it, it really was remarkable. And, and the Chiefs' ability, it, it's, it's going to get lost. This is already, I feel like, gotten lost a little bit in the whole conversation, but their ability to run the football in that game too is absolutely critical. And that's as good as the run game has looked all year. And that, and that Eagles front is very tough as well. And uh, they were able to run the ball when they needed to time after time after time and keep this offense balanced. And it was especially important. I thought that drive coming out of halftime was just so was so critical. You're down by 10 points. Your defense has been on the field for the entire first half. That's the one area, that's the one area where that Nick Bolton fumble recovery worked against them a little bit yeah. because they're already on the field for, for, for a few minutes. They score that touchdown, and then they're right back on the field for another seven and a half minutes. So I uh, I was watching them go into the locker room, and the defense, the defensive guys could barely get into the locker Like, they were so winded. Um, you know, you could see it tangibly with them coming off the field. And um, so for the Chiefs to come out in that second half and run that type of a balanced drive, run, I think it was like five and a half, five minutes off the clock, yeah. Um, give that defense just a little bit more time to catch their breath. Uh, it was just so critical. Obviously, also getting it back to a one-score game was the most important thing. But I thought also the ability to to you know give that defense just more time to collect itself. Um, and and 
it permeated throughout that second half. Whenever the Chiefs needed to run the ball, they did it effectively. Absolutely. And we talk a lot about these. Uh, the Andy Reid first 15 is usually crisp. Like you don't, yes. you usually see the, that's when that offense runs it, the, the most, the high cylinder type of, type of offense. I would argue that the whole second half was like the first 15 for the offensive side of the ball. They took what they learned in the first 15 and the, and outside of that, uh, in that first half, really, they took what they learned as a bunch of, it was basically a big data collecting half. I was like, okay, this is how they're going to play. This. this is how they're going to play this. In the second half, they came out, exploited everything that they were, that, that, how they were covering it. And it, again, an any read masterclass is what I think that this really uh, boils down to. Yeah, it, it it really was. That was that was perfectly said, and we saw they came out of the gates firing too. That that first drive was so impressive, and and Eagles couldn't stop Kelsey, and then over adjusted to Kelsey, and and gave gave the Chiefs a bunch of other areas to exploit. So it was just it really was. It was perfectly done, perfectly executed game plan offensively, and and perfect adjustments as the game went on. All right, Matt. Uh, appreciate you joining me. We got one more takeaway. Got one more takeaway uh, to get uh, from you. So, what do you got? I got to talk about the offensive line. Um, yeah. I, you know, uh, we talked all week. It's funny. Uh, from uh, I did a bunch of hits down on Radio Row with a bunch of different outlets, and every single one was like, "You wow, you're the first person that we had that picked the Chiefs, or you're the only person that picked the Chiefs in this game." And one of the biggest concerns that that was constantly brought up to me was. How are these Chiefs tackles going to deal with the speed of these Eagles edge rushers and the explosiveness that the Eagles have off the edge? And to see Orlando Brown, I know the field conditions, you know, yeah. were a part of it for both teams. Um, but honestly, the way that uh, the the way that Orlando Brown, especially, was uh, played in that game, I mean, he made himself a ton of money uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, and and it's well deserved. We'll see how that plays out in the off season, but. Uh, he was a, he was a, an absolutely dominant force, and it was something that was a legitimate question. Hassan Reddick had been so dominant, so explosive all season long, all postseason long. He absolutely wrecked that NFC Championship game with that play on Brock Purdy. Um, so to see this Chiefs offensive line handle him the way that they did, it was um, it was so impressive, and and that's been a question, you know, as we've done the breakdown in that castle all year. The offensive line has had some great moments. They've had some not so great moments this yep. year. It's been very up and down, and to see them thrive in and and they were phenomenal against the Bengals. They were phenomenal in that Super Bowl. To see them really come together and thrive in the two biggest games of the season was uh was really impressive. Absolutely, and go to your back to your point about the run game. I think that really did help because uh, yeah. they talked about they talked about the passing attack and the rushing the pass rush that the that the Eagles defensive line has, and they can't bend their ears back like they want to. A with the turf conditions. And B, when they've got to think about the running game, um, and I think yep. that that did help a whole lot. And I think one of the areas too is, as we talked about this on, on our outside the trenches show, that interior defensive line for uh, the Eagles is legit. Like in Dominican Sue, Fletcher Cox, you've got some, you got some dudes in there. Um, yeah. and that and you can see Trey Smith. I, there's a clip called around of Trey Smith just like tossing in Dominican Sue. Uh, it was like during a screen, I think he just like clubbed him, tossed him. Uh, it's just one of those that that's kind of set the tone, and and I know that these guys, these offensive linemen, they were all wearing shirts that said zero sacks on them. Uh, Orlando Brown put his tweet on a shirt that says zero sacks, put it on an effing shirt. Um, so I mean, uh, those guys definitely took uh, took some exceptions to what was being talked about about them as an offensive line. Andrew Wiley had a really good game. There's a play where yeah. Hassan Reddick like slips and he just like lands on top of him and just like gives him the business for a little bit there. So I mean. 
those guys, those guys took exception and they played phenomenal. And uh, Matt Lane, I brought this up also on the outside of the trenches show. Matt Lane talked about on both sides of the ball. If you were like an offensive line, just halfway interested in offensive line, this is this is a masterclass for offensive line play on both sides of the football. Both of these offensive yeah. lines were incredible in in this uh, in this game and in this Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, just really great play all around on in the trenches. Yeah, it, re- it really was, and especially you know with Mahomes with that ankle clearly bothering him, mm-hmm. became that much more important. And um, you know we saw him grit it out and do some special things with his legs too. But the offensive line allowed all that to happen. Absolutely. Well, Matt, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, if you want more Matt Hamilton, you can find him on the Up and Adam Show, or you can listen to the uh, breakdown that's going to be coming out uh, soon as well uh, with Matt Castle and Matt Hamilton. Matt, appreciate you joining us uh, for this week's episode. Thanks for having me, Talker. Always, always a blast. That's gonna do it for beers. I'm gonna go crush more beers. Don't worry. Uh, that's before we go hop on and do the breakdown. I will crush a few for you. So uh, that's gonna do it for uh, today's episode of the KCS and update. Make sure to stay tuned for more of the stuff we got going on at KC Sports Network Draft just around the corner. Believe it or not, the combine sneaking up on us real quick. So uh, we will have a bunch of draft content for you. So until then, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.